Welcome once again inside the State Champ Sports Network podcast studios as we bring you another weekly State Champs Preps podcast. This is a state championship edition, a state championship preview, as it were, as we get ready to wrap up the football season at Ford Field this Thanksgiving weekend. We all have much to be thankful for. Uh, I am here with uh, Scott Bernstein, Jeff Dulac, Tom Markowski, joining us via satellite <laughs> uh, on the line. How are you all, gentlemen? Good. Good. Doing good. One more week. Ready for Turkey Day. Yes. Yeah, My favorite just, holiday of the year. It's amazing how... You know, some of you are saying, "Yeah, it's two days, you know, two days away from Thanksgiving, and it just—it just doesn't seem doesn't real." Feel no. It doesn't, no doubt about it. It's it comes nice last, so fast. It's nice the last two days compared to the weekend when we were out covering football games and getting right. either rained on or snowed it's on. A little bit drier in, in the studio. Yeah, it's nice in Traverse City, fellas. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, it's like 40 degrees, no rain. Wow. It was not nice at Troy Athens for the Cass Tech West. That's what I heard. I heard it was terrible at Hazel Park, too. Oh, it was a mess. And I I heard that the. I have to do a little more uh, research on this, but I heard that the the controversial Hazel Park athletic director booted the press out of the press box. Really? It's not a big press box over there. No, I know. It's a tiny press box. He got into trouble last year at the basketball game for getting kicked out of a. uh, Right. Coming on the floor during basketball. I I tell ADs, I said, listen, it's crowded. I know it, but just let me stand. Right. Well, I'm gauging that off of some Twitter posts from some press there, so I don't, I don't know all the background. Right. Right. I'm, not, I'm not going to throw any schools under the bus, and it might sound like I'm whining, but I'm really yeah, not. Yeah, and but Tulagi didn't too, tell me anything that went wrong there, so I, too, I don't know. Too often, our press boxes used for anything but press. Like, oh. There, there are people standing. The there one, are people the putting one at the ba- uh, Thurlby Field? Yep. Holy well, smokes. Jeff, Jeff and I there were... were there were people in there yeah. that... I don't know if they could spell, let alone be journalists. <laughs> right, right. No, you've got the band director in there, the person yeah. running the 50-50, of course, is sitting in there. I'm, right, right, I'm not going to name a school, but Jeff and I were in, in a press box a couple of years ago where we were uh, pushed out of a, a press box into like an auxiliary press box right. because one of the coaches needed to have their girlfriend up there That's right. to separate him from his wife. <laughs> oh, that nice. is 100% true. That was one of the most yeah, awkward. That would have been worth a video. If, yeah, yeah, it would. It would. All right. Well, on that note, gentlemen, <laughs> let's uh, let's move things along here and let's uh, let's do our finals predictions, which is what we're going to do here today and talk about uh, each one. We'll do like we did uh, with the semifinals prediction. We'll start backwards and mm-hmm. work our way up to Division One. So we'll go D eight up to D- Division One, and uh, you know, just right off the bat, uh, predictions wise. Mine were not that great. <laughs> I will say that right off the bat. I, I did not do the official count of the uh, uh, 18 games that we predicted, right. uh, but I think I've, I've got probably half of them right, right, and that would probably be generous. I'm not sure how well I did, but I was pretty proud of my Clarkston pick. Yeah. But the Wolves came through for me. He got a lot of heat for it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. got a lot of emails yeah. from uh, yeah. CC Nation. You know, that was a, that was a toss-up game. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, and it just so happened that when talking to Bellamy that Clarkston offensive line dominated. Right. From the sounds right. of it, that is what We'll happened. get to it. We'll get to yeah. it. Let's start in D8. Uh, semifinals, we had uh, Saginaw Novelle beating Iron River, West Iron County, 17-14, and Ottawa Lake, Ottawa Lake Whiteford all over Menden, 50-21. to I knew that Whiteford <laughs> was going to go. I was one of my— Tom and uh, I were buying into the Menden defense. Yes, and you figured they beat Muskegon Catholic right. Central, that they were going right. to you know be there, but uh, Whiteford was just on a mission this season, and they're yeah. rolling in hot, but Saginaw no- Novelle undefeated on the season. Uh, it should be a, a, a good game Friday morning. Yeah. You know, you look at Saginaw Nouvelle and 
And we do not have good games, by the way, on Friday mornings, right. generally at Ford Field. Yeah, they're, they're usually pretty lopsided. Yeah, um, I think this one's going to be pretty good. You know, initially, too. I'm looking at the game, and I'm saying Whiteford's going to blow them out. But the I, more I looked at Nouvelle, I yeah. think Nouvelle can make it competitive. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they can make it competitive. But, you know, if if you weren't bought into Whiteford before the semifinals, you right. probably are now. And I, th- I sure, think Whiteford sure. takes this yeah. one. I mean, manhandled Mendon. Yeah. yeah. And they, 51. It, in, in, yeah, fi- yeah, 50 well, to Jeff 21. You pointed in. out that, you know, everybody's t- I was at least talking about Whiteford's offense and Mendon's defense. But you pointed out that, you know, Whiteford's defense is no slouch either. Right. And I think that's really, how should I say, the, the, the unit that they have that I think may be overlooked. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, both it's great when two undefeated teams get together for a state championship. Yeah. It's kind of how you draw it up. Uh, Novell, you know, again, a, a proud program mm-hmm. over the years, and uh, you know, kind of back here, uh, you know, where they feel they they should always be. And Ottawa Lake Whiteford, new kids on the block, uh, yeah. uh, rising power. So uh, I've got Whiteford. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Whiteford too. Uh, but I'm guessing something like thirty-five, twenty-four, something like that. Okay. That's probably about right. I, I think that, you know, 32, even 16, I don't know how much Nouvelle's going to score against Whiteford. I really don't. I mean, they, you know, they played indoors last week, and they squeaked out a you know 17-point game. I Good point. Whiteford's better than West Iron County. Good point. That game was Sorry. played in the Uperdome, the Superior right. Dome up north against uh, Iron River, West Iron County on Friday night. So, uh, yeah. That was a track for yeah. It was. It I'll, was. I'll go, I don't I'll know if I'd say that was I'll go for too, but I think it's going to be closer. I'll, I'll say uh, 21-20. I, yeah, you know they could put, they could make it a ten point game if it's a one score game. I'll be surprised. But right. It'll be competitive. Well, you know what? That would be cool. You know, again, you know, you want to see good games in the finals. You know, sure. maybe the best team when you don't want to see anybody get blown out. It's just it's depressing, especially right. you know because the the division you know two game will be at one o'clock, so it's always like your teams start coming in. It's like you don't want to see a blow out right off the, the bat. The tough ones that always make me think are when, you know, your Upper Peninsula teams make the long track and they, they lose by four touchdowns. And it was right. such a long bus ride there. And yeah. An even longer one back. Yeah. I do want to say the Preps Podcast is sponsored by Diversified Members Credit Union and by Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Please support our sponsors as they are what make this show and everything we do here at State Chance possible. Let's go to Division 7. Uh, we have Puama Westphalia getting back to the finals in dominating fashion. My Lake City pick did not look good uh, <laughs> as they went down 51-8. to uh, And it was Saugatuck beating Madison Heights. Madison, who we all one. said we're going to win the state championship. Beating the Eagles fourteen to seven. Yep, fourteen uh, seven. Well, I have to say, I had PW from the get go, so I'm not surprised yeah. what's happening here. And right. I, I'll get my piece done because it ain't too long. Yeah. I think this is going to be the most lopsided final. Yeah, right. All signs point to that, but all signs pointed to the semifinal being lopsided in favor of Madison Knights Madison. Well, I think the, the yeah, weather I'm not probably so sure about that. Soccer Tuck's not that bad, but look at their Obviously. games; they're all close. Right. Yeah. Was the Casopolis seven six last week was a touchdown game. Yeah. They played a lot of close games in the playoffs. Right. They got uh, blown out in week nine by Fenville. Right. Whereas Westphalia is just lopsided everything. Yeah, every, yeah, every yeah. single week. Uh but you look at Puamo Westphalia, you know, the, their quarterback, I've said it a couple of times, James Lehman is probably the most underrated quarterback in, you know, the the bottom tier of, of divisions and I, I think he's what gets it done in this one. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Like we said, I'm kind of surprised that Austin Brown and Madison aren't there. I guess some silver lining for the Madison faithful is Austin Brown uh, yesterday got named uh, Division Seven, I think Division Seven Eight Player of the yep. Year, uh, threw for three for uh, threw for three thousand yards this year. But uh, you know that offense had a little trouble getting going the last couple of weeks in the playoffs. And uh, you know it, it. You know, hats off to Saga Talk for getting it done and getting to Ford Field. But I agree with uh, Tom uh, that uh, I don't see this game being very close. I think Pawamo is going to win by a multiple touchdown. I'm with you. So I many. Agree. It's so often we see that Week One loss. Yep. You know, and they lost to Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central right that's, out of the uh, gate. That's you not know? a bad loss. That's not a bad loss. But it's always like you know, ooh, we expect right. you know, and then you know, here they are in the state championship. So yeah. that it's funny how how oftentimes mm-hmm. the one loss usually and ends and up Monroe, being Week Mary's, One. St. Mary's, you know, they they lost on a kind of a fluky yeah. uh, play in the in the regionals. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a safety or punt flew over the uh, the, right. the, the punter's head and right. a snap flew over the punter's head, and the Madison recovered it for a touchdown for the for the game winning touchdown. Yeah. So right. we yeah. could have seen we could have been possibly seen a rematch, right. which would have been good because I think it was like 28-27 yeah. or 22-20. Yep. There you go for the first time they played. So all right, so we're all taking Pawamo, and uh, yeah, m- most likely could be the. Uh, most lopsided game, but we shall see. Uh, Division 6 we go to, and uh, we're going to have a couple Titans going at yep. it. It should be a really, really great game. Very possibly could be the best game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ithaca just blanked Traverse City St. Francis, 27-zip, yeah. and Jackson Lumen Christie all over more in Michigan Collegiate. Another another pick right. of mine bites <laughs> of dust, as I thought maybe Collegiate was out playing but with it's some good. It's magic. Good. But it, you know, it's good that Collegiate you know, uh, got this, yes. this run under their belt. Yeah, it's true. Charter League schools. Yep. And I think it's something that obviously going forward they'll be able to build on. Yeah, right? It was a fantastic season for them, no doubt. And uh, losing to JLC is no uh, <laughs> nothing to hang your head on. But uh, we've got these guys going at it: thirteen and zero Ithaca and Jackson Lumen Christie, who is eleven and one. That'll be the afternoon game on Friday, four thirty game. You know, you know, if the Division Seven game is the most lopsided, this one might be the best game when when you look at everything on paper. You look at Jackson Lumen Christie. I uh, you know I th- I think people expect another run from Lumen Christie, but after losing Bo Bell, who rushed over th- for th- over three thousand yards last season, I think people expected a step back. They're right back in the state championship game, but uh, you know that twenty-seven nothing win over Traverse City St. Francis for Ithaca is very impressive. I like their quarterback Joey Bentley. Uh, I just I think Team Hesbrook gets it done again. Hesbrook Heaven is uh, Turkey Day at Ford Field, right. and they're going to be uh, celebrating with some uh, turkey legs. I see. Um uh, Ithaca winning this game. I'm, I'm going with Ithaca too, but I agree with Jeff. I think it's going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And I, it's certainly, you know, if Lumen Christie wins, how could anybody be surprised, right? Right. They got, I don't know how many state titles, but seven, yeah. eight, it doesn't really matter. But it, it always seems like they're in the mix of things. And if somebody beats them, it's like, oh, wow, you beat Lumen Christie. Right. It's right. that type of deal. And with Ithaca going to Montague and winning by 10, Montague was my pick. Talking to Muskegon writer, he says Montague was loaded this year, and then beating Traverse City St. Francis twenty-seven nothing. I don't think anybody saw a blowout in that game happening. It's a good. I, I can't. I can't pick against them. And it, again, I wouldn't be that surprised to see JLC win, but I'm not picking against them. Right. I am picking against <laughs> them. I am going to go with Jackson Lubin Christie. Uh, just kind of stick to my theme of uh, being the outlier, but uh, you know, again. Uh, there is something to say about programs uh, who, you know, may have thought, oh, you're counting us out, you know, kind of early. They had a 21-22 loss to Battle Creek, Harper Creek mm-hmm. in overtime. Uh, and of course, Harper Creek was a good team. And in the yep. semifinals. And uh, they uh, beat up, uh, you know, a, a 
what we thought was a, a pretty good Watervliet team, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, wasn't even close in that one. I th- they beat, they beat Watervliet got a, a late score. Yeah. I think that even gave them twenty two. Yeah, they they beat West Catholic during the regular season. They beat the, Grand Rapids West Catholic to open the season. Yeah, you know, and that's a D five team. Yeah, I, and so can't uh, count out a purple. And, and I think the way that Warren Mission Collegiate was playing, um, they had every right to think they were going to be able to hang with them, and they did not. Right. So it was emphatic. So um, you got to give the edge to JLC as far as the uh, strength of schedule. Yes, yes. Oh, I would that. say that. So anyway, I, because of I where think you're it, located. I think it will be a great game, not a good game, a great game, and uh, I just see somehow Jackson Lumen Christie finding a way to get it done. It will be very interesting to see uh, how that one plays out. So we're looking forward to that one on Friday afternoon. Absolutely. Two to Division they Five. Strength of schedule. Right. Next year, Newval moves into Ithaca's division. Right. Ooh. Yep. In, in their league. So, Overdale nice. team moves out. You know, the, a lot of people all across the state are changing members of right. their league. I really think that's going to help not only Nouvelle, but Ithaca yes. play, play that, a team like Nouvelle every year. Not only that, yeah, that will develop into probably one of the really good rivalries. Right. As, sure. as, you know. as long as Nouvelle keeps their enrollment up, because yes. obviously they've been dropping. It has. Yeah, I know. That's it, true. It's sad. They really, they used to be a D16. Right. right. Well, we've got another Saginaw team that uh, advanced to the finals and that would be Saginaw Swan Valley they're 12 and 1 on the year uh, they took they beat up Reed City I think I took Reed City too right. uh, in that one and uh, they beat them 29-14 Grand Rapids West Catholic of course they are the uh, the team to beat every year and uh, what they have five in a row right Lots going state titles. going for right. six in a row they're going for five oh going for five so yep. one for the thumb is uh, is right. their mantra coming into this one and uh, and they beat a good Frankenmuth team talk about teams on the rise uh, took care of him twenty five twenty one. Frankenmuth was up twenty one nothing in that game. Right. Yeah, I know. And that, that which, which just that shows, shows you, sp- you how good West Catholic. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of teams in the semifinals. You get them down twenty one nothing, and you've you know. crushed their spirit. And right. it's not going right. to be uh, especially yeah, in, in those kind of conditions. And, but, you know, give them credit. You know, I, I think it comes back to these kids know how to win. They right. right. Shoot, we don't care if we're down twenty one nothing. It's right. still first half. We're right. still playing. Right, right. You look at and you know, West Catholic had to come back against Portland as well. Yes, you know, that's yeah. two back-to-back yeah. comeback wins. They can't dig themselves into an early hole against Swan Valley. The style that they play, they'll, they'll you know possess the ball. They like you know, yes. playing your your old school old school style. Uh, but I think the key in this game is the key all season long is Gaetano Valoni, the quarterback for West Catholic. Mm-hmm. He's a senior. He's guy that makes them go. Yep. Uh, if he has a big game, it's you know it's that one for the thumb. Yep, I've got West Catholic. I got West Catholic. Yeah. If you're not riding rough this time of the uh, time of the year, then you know uh, you should go home. Uh, they're, they're riding rough shot, and uh, I, I have a lot of faith in West Catholic getting that fifth state championship. And, and yeah. again, close victories, you know, are the marks of great teams. Right. You know, and again, they did lose to Lumen Christie. Was twenty seven twenty four. Right, it's down in the line. And they lost thirty five thirty three to uh, Grand Rapids CC. Right, so, <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that loss. And, and they beat a Division two or division or Division two Zealand West team, right? D two or D three. D three, D three, seventeen to six, and wasn't even close. So, right. uh, you know that that's a, a bigger school, and uh, and again, close wins. You know, against Portland, against Frankenmuth, they're just finding ways to get it done. They're making the adjustments, and um, and that's why I feel they will win. Yeah, I think a lot has to be said for getting accustomed to going to Ford Field, going through the you know you know you know what you're doing. Right. I remember talking to. Uh, um, Todd, uh, coach at uh, um, Catholic Central, about that last week. And 
He says he doesn't think it's that much of an advantage, you know, for a team to come back. But he says the advantage that you have is that you're not going to be in awe. You know the routine. You know what it. You know all the you know red tape that you have to go through. Where other teams, Swan Valley, this is their first time in a final. It is. Right. I mean, they're probably giddy right yeah. now. They're like, oh wow, we get to play where the Lions play. Right. Well, you know, West Catholic saying we don't really care where we play because we've been here. Yeah, right. but you also look at if you're Swan Valley, there there were a lot of teams where I think they expected to win a state championship, and and they had some really good teams that probably should have in a certain sense. You know, a couple of years ago they had. Uh, running back Alex Grace, who was one of the best running right. backs in the state he at the was. time, Absolutely. that was a team that needed to get to Ford Field and it fell short. So maybe this is a, a shot at you know redemption, I guess. Yeah, for, for sure. Team. Some of those kids maybe who are sophomores. Program. You right. have a superstar like Alex Grace, and it's like, okay, he's gone. Right. Okay, we I got mean, other kids. Right. Right. Like yeah. that's what Powamo says. Right. Exactly. You know the theory that I'm about to subscribe to kind of went out the window last week with right. with my Catholic Central pick, right, but. Right. Uh, I still think that the experience of of the upperclassmen that have uh, been through t- tournament runs and have For been sure. at Ford yeah. Field is just is such an equalizer. Um, right. I'm not trying to take away from uh, what the coach said at uh, Ca- uh, of Catholic Central um, West Catholic. West Catholic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I just think you're it, right, it's right, Scott. Because he he probably didn't want to show his hand there. I mean, you don't want to say, "Oh yeah, we get a big advantage of you know playing." I mean, as a coach, I'm not saying that. Right. right. Way I'm saying that. And right. the one time Swan Valley really stepped up this year in terms of opponents was Zealand East to open the season. Yeah. They lost 44-14. Yeah, so. That was playing pretty high up for them. Yeah. Right. I think Tom and I talked about those. They played Zealand East. Yeah. They were right. a really good football team. But yeah. look, you know, give them credit. Yeah, you they, know, they, let's they go. Let's go play somebody up there. And if we get our butt kicked, so what? And they might have so learned. They might have learned yeah, a lot no, from that game. There's you nothing know? that I respect, whether we're talking about football or basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, of you know, when you're loading that schedule with teams that are going to test you, teams that might be uh, over your head, but you're gunning for. Right. Uh, that that that's another thing that I think just bodes so well in tournament play. It doesn't happen. It, enough. it keeps you battle tested, and in some ways, I mean, Tom and I have talked about it, and Jeff and I have talked about it. You know, for a football team, I, I'd rather be. Seven and two, uh, yep. uh, then nine and zero. Oh with uh, I'd rather be seven and two with a tough schedule than nine and zero oh with a bunch of cupcakes. Right. And for basketball, I'd rather be uh, sixteen and four or fifteen yep. and five than than you okay. know eighteen and two or nineteen and one uh, having you know, played those type of games. Absolutely, yeah. I agree yep. completely. Yep. All right, well, let's go over to the Division Four and another Grand Rapids area team, a defending champion. Grand Rapids Catholic Central is back in the state finals. They're undefeated on the year. They blanked Escanaba twenty four zip. I think that was a game you were at, Tom. Yeah, yep. they look so good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I thought Escanaba, they they felt confident coming into the game. I, I, you know, I didn't think they really had a really great chance of winning, but mm-hmm. they had like 15 starters back from last year's team. And granted, that was a team that lost to Catholic Central 34 to nothing yeah. at Catholic Central in the regional final. But right. they felt that they'd learned from that. They, the kids, you know, got over, you know, knew what they were going to face. And I'm telling you, three minutes into the game, it was pretty obvious what was going to take place. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it happens. And then finally, one of the ones that Tom and I called correctly, we were all Eddies. Uh uh, In in no disrespect to River Rouge, just felt that uh, they were playing uh, as good a football as anybody in that division. And uh, they were able to beat River Rouge, who I'm sure are just devastated that yeah. uh, they are not going to the state finals because they felt they had Especially the team to do it. You have a 21-12 lead. Yeah, I know. You think you got things going your way. Right. And the Edwardsburg just flipped a pancake on them. And, they did. You know, <laughs> they give did. credit to Edwardsburg. This is a tight T formation team. Right. You're down 21-12. A lot of times, it's, you know, it's tough to come back for a team yeah. like that. I'm sure there was no panic on the timeline. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, Grand Rapids, you know, Grand Rapids CC is a team that's been to the finals, but Edwardsburg, you know, they, they played Muskegon Tough in the semifinals a year ago. Last year, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a game like that did a lot for a program that... And they put up a lot of points this year, yeah. all yeah. season long. Their yeah. one loss to three rivers was 21-18. Other than that, they didn't score less than... 30. The Eddies were eating at the table of offense. That's a great yeah. nickname. That was a good loss for them because they got to play three rivers in right. the playoffs and they, they handled them pretty well. That's what I was just going to say. They came, they revenged, avenged that defeat. Yeah, you right. look so. Um, I, I would, I'd like to take Edwardsburg, but I'll tell you what, what I saw on the field last week, and I know Edward, Edward, Edwardsburg's going to be better than Escanaba was. That's right. my feeling. Right. But there is so much speed in that offensive line and defensive line for Catholic Central. I mean, if they, if they, if they were in D3, I would expect them to get to the final and lose to Muskegon. That's wow. how good they are. Yeah. I would expect them to beat Muskegon. Right. I'm not sure they could play with Muskegon. Right. But they're but, that type of team that yeah. if they were in D3, they'd make a lot of noise. I'm with yep. you, man. I'm all on the GRCC train. I think that they have they are just now quickly established themselves as a Muskegon-like team that mm-hmm. every season you're going to say, well, you got to get by Catholic Central if you're going to get to the finals. Yep. Jalen Mayfield was outstanding. Now, I don't watch offensive linemen that much, mm. but you couldn't help but notice him pancaking Pancaking, pancaking, <laughs> all through the game. Just Bisquick <laughs> all over the field, <laughs> flipping flapjacks all over the, that oh, uh, was, all, all that offense. Yeah. You know, you need some Antimimo with that. that. Committed to Michigan. You know, just how good is he? You know, he's playing for a D four school. Yeah. You know what kind of competition? Shoot, that kid's. He's whatever the hype is about that kid. I'm He's a mauler. I mean, and and you know, and to his credit, I mean, there's a lot of people for for a for a two, class of 2018 that's pretty deep. There's a lot of people that named him the number one prospect in that whole class. Right. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's high wow. praise. Yeah. Uh, serious praise. That Nolan Fugate mm. man. I tell you what, he's a funny running back. He doesn't look like he's moving that fast, except that he he has this shifty hips. That'll make him elude a linebacker by, you know, a half a yard or something. And boom, he's got a 15-yard gain that you thought he was going to get stopped. So you're saying he could, he could be a future Dancing with the Stars contestant with his shifty <laughs> hips. Well, if he is, at least I would know who he is. Hips okay. don't lie. That's what Shakira used to I don't, I don't know some of these people out there. with the I'm going. I'm uh, going to go CC to. Uh, I think that uh, all the Mount seniors at the, in Grand Rapids for West Catholic yeah. and Catholic Central yep. are going to be thanking the heavens for uh, Ford Field, uh, a, a feasting at Ford Field. They're going uh, yeah. to yeah. bring home two state championships this uh, yeah. this weekend. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nolan Fugate, and I think you know GRCC you know, gets I, it done. I, I wish Edwardsburg would win, and I'll tell you why. I think it would be good for a uh, football. Yeah, it would be again. right. Because you know you always expect the West Catholics to win, the Catholic Centrals, the you know, right. or, you know, whatever. Muskegons or Lowell's or Eastern whatever. Rapids, yeah. You yeah. go down the list of all these schools that win a lot of JLC. Yeah. You know, and I just think it's good for high school. Yeah. Sometimes it's you need the dis- awesome. you need a, sometimes you need the disruptors. For guys sure. That yeah. Pop their like head up Swan and Valley. if yeah. Swan Valley was to win D five, I would. I think that would be good. Yes. State of football in Michigan. Well, you know what? Because it hopes to other schools that are coming up behind them. Oh, absolutely. And there's always, it's for instance, we're doing the, uh, the Legends show on John Harrington. 
and uh, we'll get, we'll get to them here in a second as we move to Division Three. Um, but one of the things I you know I asked uh, many of the guys that I interviewed were you know obviously in, you know the coaches who had been through many many eras now of. Farmington Hills, Harrison, including, uh, you know, Coach Sutter and talking with Harrington and, and uh, David Thorne and other guys, uh, is, you know, there's always those teams that one year that you're just like, wow, I just can't believe we figured it out. We put it together and, uh, you know, was able to win a championship. And uh, so we always love these stories of teams that come in that it may just be for one year right. that they're just there and it all came together. For them, it was 1999 for Harrison. It was the year they had to have those um, guys. Yeah, they had to forfeit two games. Forfeit two games. They, had to win out, they had to run the table to, right. to make the playoffs. Right, and then right. they were able to win the championship. And it's just like something about about that team, and you know, Harrington said it was the hardest thing he ever had to do was to self-report yep. and and yeah. and have that happen. Thing. Yeah. So um, you know, again, for these teams, like if it's Edwardsburg or or who knows, maybe Livonia Franklin, who we'll talk about. You know, um, it's it's great to see. It's what high school football is all about, and it's something they say. Do you remember two thousand seventeen? Well, and you know, it, things things can change so quickly. So quickly. If you can just go back to earlier in the decade. You know, Cass Tech was a disruptor. Now oh. they're a national powerhouse right. that is, you know, uh, in some ways always or should in some ways always maybe be the favorite in, in Division One, just in terms of what you're talking about in college talent that's on the roster. But before uh, the, uh, the the 2010s, yes. this was a program that, you know, they were really good in the PSL, but they yeah. weren't, you know, state championship contenders every year. Not at yeah, all. Look at Cass Tech, for example. You, I, 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 I was thinking about this the other day. When they lost to Lake Orion in the semifinals, that was before they made their right. big run. Yep, Canada. 2010, yep. They had them. They were on the inside the five and yep. they fumbled. What happened this year against West Bloomfield? They turned yep. the ball over in, inside the 10. Right. There were like two plays that kept them from getting to two other finals. Yep. Right. Yep. That, that program is ridiculous. And what did I say? I, didn't I, didn't I say I, that I that game? We lost the semis and we, we completely <laughs> forgot about them because West Bloomfield's going to play for the title. But Castex run here in the last decade is phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but didn't I say that when we had our last podcast? I, yep. I brought up that game specifically, and I said that's right. what's going to be the difference. And that's you know, exactly that's what, what it was. I know. I know. And yet it was West Bloomfield, I said, that was going to be yeah, finding West a way. Bloom. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll get there. All right, let's go to D3. Um, uh, you know, great classic matchup. This is the game we were all waiting for. We were all waiting for. Yeah. We talked about, you know, it, there is something about the newbies on the block, but there's also something about the perennial powers meeting. And uh, it's not too often. And I don't know if it's, I don't know how many times Harrison has played Muskegon in the finals. Uh, in Jeff's going to look it up. I don't think they've ever they played, played no, it. They, they've, they've never, they've never played, played in the finals. They've played, you know, Muskegon teams. Yeah. They played Muskegon. Uh, Oak Ridge. Yeah, they, and, well, they, and they also played uh, uh, Muskegon Catholic Maybe, maybe. Muskegon it's, Catholic yeah. Central was their first state championship, I believe, yeah, or their they, second. And they won no, seven it nothing. Their, it was their first one, and they beat, they beat a team well, they hadn't they lost in like three Central, years. That's right. They, they hadn't lost. Really yeah, they hadn't lost. The senior, cl- the senior class of that Muskegon Catholic Central team had not lost their entire high school career. Right. right. Muskegon and, and they won seven nothing. <laughs> Muskegon and Farmington Hills Harrison have played a grand total of zero times. Wow. So yeah, this I, is I the did, first time I can't time remember that ever. play. I was just about to look that up, Jeff. But, you know, you, you were talking about when they first had the pairings announced by the MHSA. I mean, we looked at the bracket. 
we look yeah. look at Harrison. Yeah, they can they can get to the finals. Yeah, you know, of course you look at Muskegon. It's like <laughs> long there wasn't yeah. long there wasn't the New England Patriots on their end. They're going to get to the finals. And they've been, right. they've been eyeing each other this whole uh, oh, yeah. uh, postseason because because ne- neither of them have really had uh, much competition throughout this whole run. I mean, right. they've no, each I, won their games by multiple a, touchdowns. I, I I kidded Shane uh, Shane Fairfield, uh, the coach there at Muskegon. I said, "Are you guys going to play a close game in the finals? I mean, in the playoffs?" Yeah. And he said, "Don't tell anybody." Yeah, the closest game, yeah, right? <laughs> the closest game uh, Harrison has played has been 14 points. So. Yeah, right. And both teams, both Harrison won in a shutout, beat Riverview, a tight T team, 21 zip. Uh, and in those conditions, their defense, yes, been there. And Muskegon, yeah, and Muskegon just manhandled Harper Creek, 42 nothing. Yeah, Plain and simple. As far as I'm concerned, Muskegon would win the Division Two title this year. Muskegon would win, win the Division One title, title this year, year. probably. Yeah. That's how good Muskegon is. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I think they're. I don't. I don't think. You know, I thought that Eisenhower, healthy Eisenhower, was a smidgen better than Muskegon. Just because you had yeah. that playmaker at quarterback, you right. take that playmaker away, yeah. Muskegon's the better team. Right. You know, I, I look at this game and I want to see a good game. Uh, yeah. I just don't see so it. So do I. I, I, I see a game that could be something like 35-14. Mm. Um, I was thinking of, I was thinking twenty-eight seven. Yes, yeah, so wow. just something. I don't like think that. Scott's thinking that way. No, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not going to pick them by twenty-one. Right. But right. I wouldn't be surprised if Muskegon won by twenty. I wouldn't I be surprised either. I, but I expect Harrison to to, to keep this thing close through the second half, uh, and Muskegon sure. to pull away late. Their defense, their mm-hmm. defense is yeah, going right. to play well. And Noah Hendricks, you know, their senior quarterback. I've talked about him a little bit uh, on the on the radio show and on some podcasts. He's made a lot of strides this year. Yeah. He was kind of a non-factor last season, just kind of like a, a game manager type. And now he's the type of guy that can, you know, he can throw for 200 yards and a couple touchdowns and, and beat you with his feet. He's big. He's tough to take down. Um, he he's is athletic. A big quarterback. Yeah. I mean, as far as our legend show go, I would love to see Harrison right. win this game yeah. in it, unprecedented so, so just, fashion. Just, it would be the perfect ending. But just to give people some historical yes. context, this is uh, a state record 18th uh, yes. appearance in the state yep. championship. In 40 years. For uh, for John Harrington and the Harrison Hawks. Yes. And uh, they've won a state record 13, 13. state championships. They're yeah. going for 14. And this might be their last opportunity next year. Right. Well, actually, well, who knows? Who next knows? Next year, they'll, they'll probably be down in Division 5 or 6. They think they'll still right. be very, very good because yeah. everybody's going to come back. Even Roderick Hurd has yeah. already said he's coming back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you've got that running back there. Well, th- think about it this way, and this is, this is what really surprised me. I was talking to Scott last night about Harrison, and I, I got off the phone and started thinking about it. Only 22 times in Harrison his, Harrison's football program history have they not seen their season end in the last game of the year. 22 times, that's yeah. it. And that's since 1970. Yeah, I remember doing that's that story crazy. on Harrington and, and figuring out the percentages of, of that. I think it was 41% of the time they got to the state finals or something stupid. Well, his like yeah. his yeah. all-time a, winning percentage is up over uh, you know, 80, 80%. Yeah, yeah, this is a public school we're talking about, right. too. You know? Yeah. Not, uh, you know, some, not that, you know... Catholic schools or, or whatever. It's just they you know it's have an opportunity to build things because they usually turnover. build from from youth leagues up. Yeah, there's different turnover. In, they in have those schools. opportunities in public schools and yeah, it, it was it's going to be really fascinating legends regardless because uh, you, it's these kind of things that we're just talking about now that you you go wow you know mm-hmm. that what a program you right. know and what a guy what a coach what a thing. Um, I but I tell you what, can, their, I think this would be their most impressive oh, state title. Oh, without, without a doubt. doubt. Oh my yeah. God, man! It's oh 
complete. I mean, just saying, if if there's there's gods and they and the, and they've already forced, and they've already foreseen it to happen, then I thank them well, in advance. But I'm not, I'm not trying to go. Sorry. go I was just going to say, can you imagine if Muskegon loses another four well, state and I don't know, final? That's where I was going. And, and, and I was talking to Coach Harrington before the season. I remember uh, sitting down with him at, at Mr. Joe's, uh, which is like the you know the yeah. gathering place yes, for Harrison. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. And uh, I said benches. to him, I said, uh, you know, honest, uh, maybe I'm putting him on blast here, but yeah. I said honestly, you know, what's the well, what's the uh, the ceiling for this squad? Do you think you can make a, a run in the tournament with this squad? And he couldn't give me a definitive answer. He says, right. yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if this is the type of team that can get us to Ford Field. And I think him and his his coaching staff and those players in some ways have overachieved and have, have gotten them to the to, to the cusp. And uh, I'm going to throw out an, an X factor there. If 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 Harrison is going to pull the upset, and obviously everyone knows about Ovia Gufu, and I've I've, I've shouted out mm-hmm. Noah H- uh, Hendricks, the captain of the offense, but uh, Jaron Harvey, who is uh, another captain, he's a linebacker. He's a kind of uh, Ovi's running mate, uh, uh, and the linebacking core sideline to sideline, and he's athletic. He's intelligent. And uh, he's a guy that you know is in on almost every play, and and if he can, you know, play his best game of the year, it, in my opinion, it's going to give Harrison a chance, uh, you know, to keep this thing, uh, you know, up in the air until the fourth quarter. And when it's up in the air in the fourth quarter, you know, anything can happen. Right. That's no. And in, in those linebackers are going to be busy with the offense. Right. Yeah. That's a big offensive line. Real quick, uh, you know, when I'm talking about how I kind of think it's going to be a runaway from Muskegon, I'm going to explain why real quick, and I think. After last year's game, after Muskegon lost in a heartbreaking fashion to Orchard Lake St. Mary's, we all had a chance to interview Shane Fairfield and talk to him. And you could tell that Shane was was personally bothered by this, and he took this loss personally because a lot of a lot has been said in the Muskegon area, the Grand Rapids area, that Muskegon just can't get it done, that Shane Fairfield can't get it done, that the players can't get it done. And I think that's been a motivating factor all year, and I think they're going to come out motivated. It's not something recent either, Jeff. Right. It goes back years and years that for some reason there's a stigma in, in that Grand Rapids Muskegon area, that you know sometimes Muskegon take you know takes a bullet, right? And, yeah. and, and shouldn't lose games that it should win, right? And um, so don't don't overlook the pressure. Oh, I know. James yeah, no, there is pressure. There is. Because think about it. Tony and East won in 04, 06, and 08. Muskegon yep. were, were rolling. Yeah. You know, they were yeah. going. And since 06, uh, and especially just recently, they've been in. This will be their fifth. Yep. Out of the last six years being in the state finals, they and they've not won one. And, you know, and not only that, if you look at how they've lost in each one, think about Alessi last year with Caden Priestcorn, right? Seven, Cunningham, right? Seven nothing to Orchard Lake St. Mary's in 2014. That you know the kid whose mom died, right. or whatever scores the touchdown, and Brandon nobody Adams. expected that. Yeah. Um, it's just been 29 uh, 28 um, in yep. uh, you know last year. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, you think about that brother Rice game. I can still picture that oh. pass, that bounce pass. Yes, yeah. and, and he threw the it off the kickoff. Yes, Jason, the <laughs> amazing <laughs> Alessi. Yes. Uh, well, I'll just want to throw out one more. Uh, and then losing to Lowell, of course. Right. Difference making yeah. factor that I think. And obviously, I'm a little biased. I'm an Oakland County guy. That that could play in Harrison's favor here is that, uh, and this is kind of uh, backtracking a little bit to what I said a couple minutes ago. You know. Ha- Muskegon hasn't been in any close game. I mean, not even remotely close games Mona this Shores. entire season. Oh, yeah, M- Muskegon-Mona Shores. That was a ch- very uh, back-and-forth game. That was game. a tough game. Okay, so one, well, yeah, I apologize. One, 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 one close game. Yeah. Yeah, one close game. And, and Harrison you know, had to go through that OA white and right. has played right. some. That, 
That does say something. Yeah. So, you know, when yeah. the game gets down the line, down, uh, you know, a, 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 as the uh, as the clock ticks down, if Harrison can keep within striking distance, um, you know, I think that would. Uh, you know, it, that it was Orchard Lake St. Mary's mantra last yeah. year: mm-hmm. just stay within striking distance, yep. have a chance with the ball at the end to win the game, yep. and find a way to. And then do if it. they lose, hey, they lose. But, but I'll, be, I'll be honest: if, if I'm picking a quarterback in the fourth quarter of a state championship game, I'm I'm pretty sure well, Darius Jefferson's, Jefferson's my guy. But and at the same time, I said the same thing to Shillito when I covered the Zeeland West game against Muskegon. Right. I said, you know, they they haven't been in a close game. I said, if you get a couple three and outs on this this Muskegon offense they might start to question themselves. Like, right, exactly yeah. who are we playing today? So I think you're right, Scott. If yeah. it's, let's say it's, you know, 21-14 in mid-third quarter. How are they going to react? Right. Her- with, with everything being said, I, I make our picks official. I will pick well, Muskegon. I'll pick Muskegon, Muskegon too. Yes. But, but in tr- also just in terms of playing against teams that are stacked with athleticism and stacked yeah. with Division One recruits, uh, you know, Harrison put a whooping on Oak Park. Uh, so you know yeah. that's that's another. Yeah. Uh, if you want to compare teams, I mean, Oak Park could be a uh, you know in terms of the style of play could be compare uh, comparable. Well, I talked to, to the De La Salle people and they said they thought the Oak Park's defense was better than King. Yeah. And there is something, Tom, about pressure. And you know, Muskegon has come into the into Ford Field where we had predicted a blowout for them, a blowout victory for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are kids. They feel it sometimes they get there. Other teams, you know, start to feel that uh, they can play with them and, and they believe and it's a close game and just Muskegon has just come on the wrong end uh, five out of the last six years. Yep. It would be, yeah. for, I'm sure they would be just devastated. The Motor Shore was oh still God. more than a touchdown. It was 11 yeah. points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, still, right. but. yeah, but All right. it's close than that. Uh, All right, let's move to Division Two because, uh, of course, we're stretching these <laughs> podcasts out into the wee, wee <laughs> afternoon hours. Yeah, yeah so. Um, what are, amazing what Lavonia Franklin has done this season. The we, Pats. We talk about you know those teams, the teams of an age, something you remember the rest of your life. Uh, able to blank Forest Hill Central twenty to nothing, and then of course on the other side, Warren De Lasalle bucking all the trends and just yep. saying, "Bring it, we're gonna pound it out with you," and uh, and they're gonna win. They win fourteen thirteen. Uh, August, a very unexpected uh, Division Two state back in championship August, I don't game. think anyone would have could have yeah. foreseen yeah. these Franklin two teams. De LaSalle. For, I'm calling it week for one. For everybody that's listening out there, raise your hand if you picked this game. <laughs> yeah. If your hand is in the air, you're lying. You're right. And well, Franklin just so even the start of the playoffs. Oh, I know. I mean, At Franklin had to playoffs. go to Walt Lake Western, which yep. uh, you know, defending finalists, yep. and you know, they had to go to overtime to win that game. Right. And you know, big deal. Beat I Churchill. Beat defense. Churchill. I thought Churchill would beat them by a lot. Yeah, but yeah, because Churchill too. had already beat them, but uh, that, yeah. that you know, syndrome. Uh, can you beat somebody twice? Right. It's exactly right. But. Franklin's defense all year long, and uh, Billy DeFilippo over at Churchill said to me, he said, Tom, all season long, our defense and their defense has been the best we've seen all year. Yeah. And look what Franklin did to Forest Hill Central last week. I know. One first down, one first down in the first half. Wow. I yeah, did pick Franklin. I picked in. the upset. Yeah, that's, did. that's Scott's. He did. Uh, <laughs> he that's did. a great pick. And, an- great and, pick. and, an- and another, just a quick history lesson for those out there. Uh, Franklin, the last time they were in the state finals. 75. The first state final, the first yes. MHSAA official non-mythical state yes. championship game at Pontiac. Florida. And they won it. Yep. And they won it. So it's kind of back to the future. It's amazing. Yeah, there I, will be guys from that 75 sure. team at Ford oh, Field. Sure. And it, they will just be all about it. 
The, the f- you know, it's funny. Ever since then, they haven't done nothing. I know. No, right. I know. That's, what I, that's why I pointed it out. When they got to the semis. <laughs> but, I know. But they, they've been kind of a playoff team. Yeah. You know, yeah. Gilbert's had some de- decent teams. And the problem is with them, they'd always lose to Plymouth, or they're right. losing to Canton, right. or they're losing to Churchill. They're losing to some really good teams. Good teams. teams. They play in a great league. Right. Yeah. Well, and but, I think that's what helped them throughout absolutely. the playoffs. They already yeah. played some really good teams. That's it. They don't care if they got to go to Wall Lake West. Yeah, they were not scared of flushing in the regionals at all. You know, I, I look at the coaching job that Chris Kelbert has done. We've had some really good coaching jobs throughout the state. Mike Giannone at De La Salle has done a fantastic job both since that 33-6 right. loss to the Wolves. guys yeah. have done equally as well. Right. Yes. But you look at Coach Bellamy at West Bloomfield has, has done a great job. Shane Fairfield he and has, Coach Harrington. Kurt Richardson, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Richardson at Clarkston. Kurt Richardson at Clarkston. Amazing. But I'm not sure that anybody has done a better coaching job you this Coach season Kelber. than Coach Kelber at Livonia yeah. Franklin. And just, no they had a half a starter coming back on offense. <laughs> right. Isaac Moore, their running back, right. played half, uh, started half the time last year. That was the only kid coming back who started. He's yeah. a workhorse, by the way. Isaac Moore is a very valuable commodity uh, for, for for those Pats. I mean, he he's a guy that can take twenty five uh, carries a game, and, and oh yeah, and it's yeah, like and it's like nothing. It's like the fourth wa- quarter, like he did in the first. Yeah, that's what I say. It's like water off his back; it just slides off. Well, so right. much so, Chris Colbert just voluntarily called the radio show yeah, to tell right. us, hey, what? You know, he's like, I'm, I'm ready to start giving my team some credit. And I, I remember he called me up to get the number. Okay, said, yeah. Chris, you go ahead and yeah. do it. I mean, you know why he did it? Because I think his, and he doesn't do that all the time. Right. Why he did it? Because he believes this, this team rolled were cheap. Yeah. They deserved a pat on the back That's for right. what they've been doing. This, no, nobody saw this coming. No, nobody on, the, saw this coming. on the other side of the ball with, with De La Salle, uh, I'm sure that uh, Coach Greg Esler, the basketball coach yeah. there, is more than happy to have his star basketball player, Luke Fromm, who's quarterback uh-huh. in the football team, yeah. a little late to show up for practice. Yeah. You know, you won't be showing up he until next week. Luke doesn't get hurt. I, yeah. think. Right. Right. I know, I know. What a comeback for him, because that ball yeah. he threw to Battle of Mente was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yep. Fromm is uh, having a great year, and, you know, I don't, I, really I, I can't speak for other people, but, yeah. you know, I never really viewed him as a football player, and, you know, I, I don't know what his plans are for uh, going forward, but... Yeah. This is a guy that you know. He's a, he's a college level quarterback, he, just like he's a, a college right. level uh, guard on the on the hardwood. Well, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him yeah. on Friday afternoon six, yeah, at one yeah, o'clock. Exactly yeah. six six two twenty five. Again, I was talking to De La Salle people, and they said that he's the, he throws the best ball they've seen out of any De La Salle, De La yeah. Salle quarterback in thirty years. How, how tall was Resigno when think he was? Resigno was six six three six four. Okay. Okay. No, Resigno was like six four six five. He told me he's 6'6". So. No, Rasigno. No, I was saying Rasigno. Who's at Rutgers? At, yeah, the, yeah, the quarterback at Rutgers I mean, now. Look at, they, got, they had oh, Gio, wow. who's at Rutgers now, and obviously <laughs> Shane Morris. They've had some really good quarterbacks. Tall ones, too. Joey Garbarino yeah, took him to the state title, yeah. and uh, he, exactly. he, had a one, uh, he had an amazing senior season. But the, the thing that stands out to me most about Warren DeLaSalle is their defense. They've allowed 20 points in the playoffs. And like I said, I, I was very underwhelmed by DeLaSalle in the regional final against Oak Park. Um, but allowing 20 points in the entire playoffs, I, I'm a believer in the Pilots, and I, that's my pick for, for and, the And they found a way to beat King, you know, which yeah. nobody else had. Right. No. It's been a while since somebody it, else. You know, they, 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 you know, the weather had a factor in that one. Sure. There was a botched extra point late yep. in the game by yeah. King. Yes, it was. But, uh, and again, I was, it was pointed out to me that uh, De La Salle had a, a chip shot field goal that went awry, too, that they didn't get off. So mm-hmm. the weather affected both teams. You know, it, I don't. It, excuses don't really work for me in any of these circumstances. Right. DSL won, and I, I think they're going to win on Friday. That's it. We're we're at prediction time. So what do you guys? What do you got, gentlemen? DSL. I'm rolling Pats. 
I'm, I'm picking the upset. There I picked go. them last week. Uh, I think it's gonna be a. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great game. This is gonna go down to the wire, and uh, I just think the Pats are a team of destiny. Coach Calbert and the and the crew are gonna bring a state title home to Livonia. Giannoni's been there. Yeah. You know he's taking teams, and uh, I think he I think he knows how to get them motivated. Uh, I'm with De La Salle. You know they've they've been dominant this season, and if anybody wants to deny it, you can't. No. You know they've played great teams. They beat Catholic Central twice. Um, since, I'm with De La Salle. Since week one. You know, I th- I'll tell you something about De La Salle season. They played Erie Cathedral out of Pennsylvania. Yes. Yep. They are still undefeated. They're top 20 right. in the nation. There the coach go. at Erie went to them and said, you're the best team we've played this year. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So, See, okay. So, there we go. The one other thing about the, the De La Salle defense, since, if you're ruling out week one, which only in perfect worlds can you do that, but yeah. since then... The De La Salle defense has given up just a little over 110 points this season. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. They're doing a heck of a job over there. You know, I can't remember the guy's name, but his last name is Bush, their defensive coordinator. And mm. They've had some good defenses there at De La Salle before, but yes. this guy's um, falling right in line with everybody else they've had. Yep. Right. And Dakota had great defenses, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they know how to build it. So, all right, let's go to Division One. Uh, we're again – if you would have called this championship at the beginning of the season, sure. then you should have played the lottery right. um, because uh, Clarkston uh, basically takes care of Catholic Central in in pretty dominating pretty fashion. dominating fashion. Twenty seven seven, and West Bloomfield sneaks by Cast Tech nine seven. Yeah. West Bloomfield, Clarkston, both are eleven and two. First OAA final in state history. Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. If there's anything scarier than West Bloomfield outside, it's West Bloomfield inside. Right. This is this they is West Bloomfield's track, emin- track element. athletes. And this is West Bloomfield's element yeah. with their 15 Division One receivers <laughs> and superstar quarterback yeah. Bryce Beasley. This is yeah. exactly and where West and Bloomfield wants uh, to be. And you know, everyone talks about their uh, their passing attack, but their their running game has been very very yep. formidable. But it uh, helped the lot- them. It got them yeah. through last week. Yeah, they, 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 they played before these two teams. Yeah, and in Tom which, and I were both there. West Bloomfield won pretty. 37-16. But the rushing attack the, has run for 400, over 400 yards over the last two weeks, so right. it's over 200 a uh, uh, game. So Yeah, yeah. The Clarks have got a real shot here because yeah. they, their, their offensive line is playing extremely well. They were not playing extremely well when we saw them against West Bloomfield early in the season. I believe that was the fourth game of the season. In fact, it was. It was Clarkson was 3-0 and and West Bloomfield was 1-2 and at that time. But they've grown up, and the only way Clarkson's going to win this is if they can control the ball and keep it out of Beasley's hands. Now they, they, they got a couple good. Or Clarkson, no, you can't question what the, if they know what they're doing. You know, they they know what they're doing at Clarkson. They, they do. And look what they did to Catholic Central. They controlled that game. Yeah. If they can do that in the in, in inside Port Field, keep it out of Beasley's hands, and you know, let's say they get the time of possession. 60-40 type of deal, they got a shot. Two things going for Personally, Clarkston. I, I think Ford Field is, I agree, guys. Yeah, I know. Ford Field's made for West Bloomfield. It is. Mm-hmm. Two things going for Clarkston. Number one, they have played. So they've got a full game tape on a team yep. they've already played, you know, and they know right. it. They can talk about that and what they did wrong. You look at the last five games, you talk about strength of schedule and competition. You know, Detroit Catholic Central, 
win. Holland West Ottawa, solid team win. They I mean, bl- a mir- they, miracle win. Right, right. They blank Davison, not even close, uh, but a good team all year. Yeah. Grand Blank was a good team this year right. that they, they beat, good. and they beat Farmington Hills Harrison in the crossover. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Lake Orion before that's that. but That's when their season's kind of turned around yeah. and they beat Harrison. Yeah. They got some real uh, playmakers, at the, the uh, underrated playmakers, under the radar playmakers on the linebacking core. Uh, Zach Scott, their senior middle linebacker, just does it all. Quarterbacks that defense. Geno PC is uh, is his running mate in the linebacking core. They do a really good job. Tyler Houston uh, from that secondary has just been playing lights out. So you know Clarkson definitely has a has a really good uh, good chance at this. I, I I would say that they're the underdogs going into fourth right. field. Correct. And, and yeah. one thing boating. Uh, that doesn't bode well for them, frankly, is that their star running back, uh, Josh uh, Cantu, uh, can't, can't got carted off the yep. field in the right. semifinals. You know, his, uh, his availability for Ford Field, I'm guessing, uh, is not, you know, isn't awesome. looking great. Yeah. So it's going to fall on Mike Flugel, and there's nothing wrong with, uh, with putting that uh, on the shoulders of Mike Flugel. He's going to have a two-headed He's going though, to the right? Ivy League. He's, he's recently committed Columbia. To, to Columbia. And, you know, he, he's a, he, he's a game-breaker, uh, a home-run threat in the backfield. But when you, when you got the pick-your-poison, right. uh, you know, them coming in at full health as opposed to them coming with one of their star players down, you know, it makes me a little nervous if, if I'm Clark. But uh, on the West Moonfield side of the ball, I want to talk about linebackers. Yeah, they've got a, an amazing linebacking core. Uh, uh, Cornell Wheeler could be the best sophomore defensive player in the was, whole state. Was just offered by Syracuse. Uh, you know, and I'm sure he's going to he'll, he'll the power conferences in on him by yeah, this yeah, uh, yeah, by this yeah. off season. Oh, yeah. He had 12 tackles and two sacks. Once he hits the camps, boom! Yep. In, in in the semis, uh, Lance Dixon, who's one of the best juniors in the junior prospects mm-hmm. in the state, yep. uh, plays that viper slash outside linebacker safety spot. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 wild card, Makari Page, who uh, hadn't started this whole year, had been a backup safety. Uh, they moved him into the starting lineup uh, at outside linebacker uh, in the regionals. Uh, I think he had five or six tackles against in the regionals. Against Eisenhower. Against Eisenhower. And then just was the player of the game uh, against, uh, other than Cornell Wheeler on defense, uh, in, in the semifinals against Cast Tech, had seven tackles, and a sack, and then the, the game-sealing pick at the 10-yard line in the final seconds. So, you know, for a guy that uh, didn't see the field much, uh, coming on strong in the playoffs, that just He's really fresh. inspires you. He's yeah. fresh. And then Nick Seidel, the sledgehammer, the quarterback uh, from the secondary, 135 tackles, nine interceptions, five fumble recoveries this mm-hmm. year. Right. I mean, he is just he's having an unbelievable senior year, and I, I got a feeling he's going to uh, end up in the Ivy League as well. And they played a strong schedule. Right. From that game last week, I, I found a new, one of my new favorite players. I like picking them out game to game. Richie Sanders. Oh, yeah. The other who, safety. Who's, another, who, who's the safety playing alongside? Sidell's the, the, Seidel's the, the free ball safety. Hawk, and, and Richie's the strong Richie, safety who Richie just Sanders hits like a ton hunter. of bricks. Yeah. Big time hitter. Um, that that defense is fantastic. And all we do is talk about West Bloomfield's O, yet we just yeah. spent five minutes right. on their defense. So what is that recipe yep. spell? They're probably going to win. And their, yeah. line, their, their line play looked really good uh, against Castec uh, as well. Blake yeah. Barnes, Javon Foster. Blake Barnes stood out. One of the best nicknames in the whole state, yep. Jamar Milkshake Ross. I did not give him that nickname. He gave himself that. That is a great milkshake, man. I love it. <laughs> Sounds like he's a big man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yep. What do you think, Tom? Well, it, it, Bellamy told me he thought his defense has played well all year long, and yeah. I tried to nitpick on some of the games that they gave up some points. And, right. You know, he said the Bluefield Hills game, they had a 24-7 lead in the last six minutes. They just had yeah, a was meltdown. There. And right. Didn't get the onside Scott's been there for so, all of the games. You know, I've literally seen them seven well times this year. Right. 
So what's your what's your prediction, Tom? What do you what do you? Oh, I'm going West West, West Bloomfield. You got you got him winning uh, by a lot. If, 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 yeah, I'll go by a touchdown, maybe ten. I'm okay. No, I think they're. I just now that I found out about Cantu, that right. really hurts oh. Clarkson. They yeah. need to control that ball, and right. you know, one back Flugel's going to get tired. Yep. Um, Cantu had eight touchdowns uh, in the uh, between mm-hmm. the districts and the regionals. Yep. Yeah, maybe he'll tired. maybe he'll Willis read it I, out I, there. Cantu will get out there on the field. Yep, uh, I, I think West Bloomfield big. You know, thirty-eight twenty-one, forty-two twenty-one, something like that. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's too much offense for for Clarkson to keep up with. Thirty twenty. So West kind Bloomfield. of like Cass Tech over uh, Catholic yeah, Central, they just beat them pretty, pretty handily. Yeah. I kind of got it's that. Kind feeling. of decided pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think Clarkson's going to stay in this one. Um, I just be, just based on what we said. There's who they've played. They've played some tough games. Yeah. I mean, they just. They just find they're just finding ways they're and just keeping they keep on uh, overcoming the odds. I mean, every time you're counting them out, right? And look, West Bloomfield is going to tell themselves, and they're all going to say, "Look, we deserve to be here. We got all this. We got this player." Yep. But then you got to get in there and you got to play the game. And sometimes you get lost. You get you, you get lost in the moment, and the moment absorbs you. And uh, you know, not saying that they're going to win. They're going to win. I, I mm-hmm. firmly believe that, but I think it will be close. Let me just throw out one closer. More. I, I like the seven to ten range. I would say the one bugaboo that I have for West Bloomfield and this this seems to be yep. consistent over the years that I've covered West Bloomfield. They are a penalty plague team. Right. Yep. And the penalties last week almost killed them. Right. Yeah. Uh, put, put down 10 in that box right now for, uh, for Yeah, Saturday. and they just yeah. they need to be more self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, over the last couple of years their talent has obviously overcome that uh, uh right. the, the penalties, but they got to keep those flags to a minimum because if you're going to give a team like Clarkston or even a team like Castec that, you know, really <laughs> was you know, yeah. was so, was a was a was a, a, a thin hair away from yep. uh, of pulling yeah. that game out at the end. Yeah. You can't give them extra opportunities, and the 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 ability for Castec to get knocking on the door in the last part of that game last week was because uh, on a fourth down on a fourth down play, uh, West, which would have pretty much ended the game, right. West Moonfield was called for a penalty, and Clarkson got a, wh- a whole new set of downs and, yeah. and ended up scoring the touchdown to, to make it a nine seven game, and then re- recovering the onside. For what kick. it's worth on that penalty, it seemed a little bit too ticky tack in my opinion, but it was a penalty nonetheless. Yeah. They've had two scares, you know, yep. Utica guys and ours right there at the end. As with Castex, right. so you know, hopefully that uh, they take that to heart and realize they need to play every down, every minute, and play it smartly. Then again, uh, you know, uh, I can't wait to see Bryce Veasley do his thing because I think he's. Yep. I think this is what he was made for and built for. He did, this is going to be his. Stage. Does Bowling Green have a dome? Yeah, he's got thirty two hundred yards right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Passing and uh, f- uh, forty touchdowns and because you have to respect it so he's much. A freight, and, he's a freight train. And then yeah. those those superstar wideouts all of a sudden yeah. find themselves behind the defense and he's throwing it up. Yep. Yeah, let's just before we uh, close the podcast, let's yeah. just yeah. do a little bit Go of house, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Logan Brown, East Kentwood uh, junior offensive lineman, one of the best recruits for the class of 2019, committed to Wisconsin yesterday. How about Wisconsin? Wow, good for him. Wisconsin's yeah. just gobbling Killed up recruits uh, in, in, in Michigan right now. They had five from the class of 2018, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, you know Michigan and Michigan State are going to kick themselves over certain guys that are leaving the state. Well, right I'll now. tell you, Jeff and I were talking. I mean, especially uh, state. All the yeah. experts had had predicted Brown was going to go to Michigan. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of a coup for Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
and then we had a a, a, a really really uh, accomplished head coach step aside, yep. uh, Tim Beckler uh, at, at Canton, one of the best people in the yeah. business of high school coaching. After having uh, a, another really really strong season, and his son was a senior, yep. was was one of the captains of that yeah. defense. Was kind of surprised by that. And then we talked about it on the radio show Royal Oak Shrine uh, broomed out uh, John Goddard, uh, who'd been in the Catholic League coaching for forty nine years, uh, six Catholic League titles, so forth. So <laughs> broomed him out the two, door. <laughs> two coaches uh, stepping aside, uh, one voluntarily, one not so <laughs> not, voluntarily, not and a big time uh, college recruit going uh, going off to Cheeseland. Who do you think is going to go? Who's going to take that Canton job? When it, Are they all of a sudden not going to be a T team, any a tight T team anymore? The way that Canton strikes me is it'll be an in-house type of thing. I don't, I don't. You know, that's my first guess too, Jeff. They'll hire somebody within the program. I don't think they want to change anything now drastically. Why would you? It's just a program you know, that constantly so gets there. Successful. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, Tim just wanted to get out and watch his boy play in college. Yeah, yeah, he cited family reasons, and you know, you gotta feel good for a coach that gets to leave on his own terms. Got a chance yeah. to coach his son for four years in high school. His son was a fantastic high school football player. Absolutely. Gets to call it quit on his own terms, and you know, gets to you know, ride off in the sunset and you know, be a family man. Yeah, I, I you know, my daughter's a sophomore at Canton, and last year I went to a parent-teacher conference. They have it in the gym, you know, it's such a big school, right? So all the teachers there at tables, and he's you know, PE teacher. Uh, again, so he's okay. there, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" You know, and so I sat down, and we, he had a break, so we State chatted. Exclusive, yeah, exactly. You could tell uh, then just chatting. You know, hey, how's it going? Everything. You know, you could see he was, you know, um, ready to. I think start thinking about other things. Yeah, let's just put it. He's such an intense guy. You know, when he's coaching, and he puts Being so a football coach is extremely time consuming. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. it and, is. You know, unless unless you got some assistance. That's going to take care of the weight room come January and February. Uh-huh. You're working 11 months out of year with yeah. these kids. Yeah. And even if you do, you've got them for nine and a half or ten, whatever it may be. Right. It's extremely tough. And it, it, obviously he's in the building, which is, you know, a number one thing you got to do with the football program. Right. But it's a lot for these guys. Yeah. It's not like it was 25 years ago. Yeah, I don't know how old um, he is. Not you sure. know, but I he, could only guess. He's got to be 50. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Right. I see him at the Mayflower Party Store, too. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that's right around the corner from my house. Every once in a while, I run into him there. And, but, you uh, know, it wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, you know, it makes a lot of sense for uh, Tim to step aside, maybe go watch his son play college football. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see him back on the sideline somewhere, even if it's just as an assistant maybe. somewhere, you know, down, yeah, the, no, down the line. Because he's me either. He is a football that would coach. Be, as an assistant, you don't have the responsibilities. He right. wants to be free on the weekends, I'm sure. Yeah. But, right. but you know, he can, yes, you know, there's a lot of you know, Mil Coleman's like that with yep. Harrison. He doesn't show up for all the practice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, he, he was kidding me when I was doing that Harrington story. He says, John, I don't have to be at these practices. We're doing the same darn things that were here when, when I was playing. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you know, when you look at Tim Beckler, he is a football coach. He loves the game of football. He knows the game of football. So I think he'll be back around it at some point. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with taking a, a little hiatus and uh, go to watch your son. And you can't stress you know? enough. Where's his son going? I don't, th- I don't think it's decided. Oh, okay, yet. I'm not sure. He'll yet. end up at a division, yeah. a division two, or yeah. come here at LTU. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Tim can come here and join the LTU staff. Heck of a, heck of a high school. <laughs> whoever, whoever gets Lou Beckler is getting a steal. I know he's not, you know, you're, yeah. you're six three, you know, linebacker. He's more like six foot, but he is a heck of a football player. And think of the, you know, foot, football kid. knowledge he's just absorbed yeah. oh, yeah. over well, the he's years. Like he's a, he's, he's a quarter, lived, the quarterback on defense. He was probably yeah. pulling cable when he was, you know, six <laughs> years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just. But just just to finish off with what Jeff said, this wasn't just an excellent football coach. This is the definition of what you want as a teacher, as a mentor. Uh, he's just an um, amazing human being and, yep. and someone that you, you'd be proud to call your football coach at, at any school mm-hmm. and, and yes. any player. Tim was definitely one of my favorites. He's nope. really a down-to-earth guy. He'd tell you what you know, what time of day was, and not try to you know squeeze something out of you or nothing. He, oh, fully. He was, he was right on. No nonsense. Right. No BS. And I'll tell you something about him too. He would help the other new coaches that are doing the key formation now. Yeah. I remember Eric Spiegel at Granville now was at Truman. He would go to his practice, and Tim would, you know, help him along and wow. let him come to the practices and stuff. Tim was very giving as far as the other coach. Yeah, that's awesome. Great guy. You know, I I know a lot of other coaches out there. You know, you'll talk about Kenton. You'll talk about football, and you know, some of the best teams and programs in the state. And, you know, right after you get done with some of the dynasties that that we have, you know, Kenton's that first. You know, team out of the mouth, and you know, Coach Beckler is one of the first names out of somebody's mouth when you're talking about you know one of the the good people, They're good coaches. They're also that team that you don't want to play. In. Yeah, right. I'll tell you, you know, I really thought this was the year. Um, I was on the Canton train. I, oh, I thought I they too. were going to make the finals for sure. Uh, That's a team I, that I think if Canton's playing this weekend, yeah, they could beat West Bloomfield. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I have a feeling that they would have beat Clarkson. I think right. Clarkson is as good as they played. I I feel that 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 Canton would have found a way, especially after. Getting over the hump and, and uh, beating um, uh, Catholic Central, you know, Detroit Catholic, they'd be fired up, you right. know. Uh, but um, I mean, who knows? Yeah. We'll never know. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I think West Bluefield, West Clark, Bluefield Clark, 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 you talk yeah. about those tight T teams, and, and you know it's very good when it's done right. Not ev- not all the time is it done right. Kenton's done it so Ed- long. Edwardsburg, watch out. Yeah, right. where's well, the football? Yeah, right. where'd exactly. it go? Exactly. Yeah. Who's got it? St. Mary's Catholic Central was you know St. Mary Catholic Central was able to turn those into state championships. Yeah, you know, right. uh, granted at a D six level, um, you know, Canton made the finals in two thousand five, and and that was it. You know, yeah. couldn't get by Ralph Munger and Rockford. Lost by 10, 31-21, but never got back there. Yeah. You know, so good, I really wanted to see them get there one time. A good sign more. of a good, well-run T formation is when cameramen, not throwing anybody specifically yeah, under the bus, oh, but yeah. when cameramen lose the ball and <laughs> kids standing in the end zone, no way, no sell. And it's not even so much losing the ball. It's by the time you, you were able to catch up. Sometimes <laughs> right. it's seconds later because you just have no idea right, exactly. where it is, and all of a sudden he's 30 yards downfield. It's one of the more entertaining yes, parts of it. it is. I tell you what, I'll, I'll never forget that Canton Cast Tech game. At Troy Athens with all that snow. Yep. Yeah. 40, I think it was 49 42. Right. Wow. I know. Canton, Canton turned the ball over twice inside the five. And yeah. you know, I think Castec, why they won it, they didn't have a turnover that day. Yeah. That, that's Jeez. how close Canton came to So that, close. Crazy. The epitome of close but no cigar. Right. They, they, yeah. So many times, so many great teams for them. So, wish yeah. Coach Beckler all the best. Yeah, we'll wish him the best. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe we will see him again. Uh, maybe not. So uh, whatever he he will just do his thing, and uh, I'll say hi to him for you guys when I see him at the party That's store. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, and, and I, you know I bet he gets involved maybe with the high school coaches association and maybe he does some yeah. things yeah. you know from from that level and administrative level trying to you know we deal with rules and things that so he might he might get involved with that if if he finds himself so inclined or is asked right. his opinion. 
Uh, but uh, all right, gentlemen, this has been another marathon podcast <laughs> as we uh, have gi- gi- given a complete uh, breakdown of what we feel uh, happened uh, last week and uh, what could possibly happen uh, this weekend at Four Field. Of course, it's always uh, super exciting uh, as we kind of you know wrap the. Uh, state finals uh, in football in grand fashion day after Thanksgiving. It's it's such a great tradition here in the state of Michigan, uh, and something I like we don't have in California, for instance. You know, right. and uh, I think it's awesome. And just being in one place and having all the games be there, and every year you've got your your powers that there are there that you look upon with esteem and 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 you appreciate and you you know you just re, you know revere, and then you've got the upstarts and the the, the underdogs, new the, the new kids on the block, or yep. or teams that maybe at one time were those powerful teams that have now found themselves well, again Harrison, in Harrison, a new you know, generation. Harrison hasn't been there since 2010, so right. it's been seven years. Right, right. Saginaw Nouvelle was a team yeah. that used to, you know, Swan, Swan, we got newbies like, uh, you know, Franklin who hasn't been there since 75. Edwardsburg. Swan Valley, Edwardsburg, Edwardsburg you know, uh, Clarkson, who won it a few years back, looked like they were could be they a team back that, to back a couple yeah, years back, and then you know, haven't been back since. Exactly. So and uh, West Bloomfield, this is uncharted waters from all the West way down. Never been out of the district, <laughs> exactly. Right. No. So they won two play- up until the uh, last year. They had won two playoff games. The or sorry, they had been to two playoff. Or um, last year was their first district final. District final. Yeah. Right. To, get, to make district it final to win first for regional. Well, no, this year was their first, first district yeah. final win. Last year was their first time uh, getting to the district Which final. is crazy to think with those teams with Tristan, O.B. Jackson. Yeah. Well, so you you got to learn how to crawl before you walk. You do. And if you get an opportunity, uh, people, uh, and, and you want to see some games, you're kind of wondering what going to be good games, uh, there's going to be some several, what we believe, really good games uh, starting, you know, on Friday. I think De La Salle-Franken will be a great game at one, but um, – Really try and pay attention at the 4.30 time if you can watch Ithaca and Jackson Lumen Christie go at it. And uh, you may have not heard of those things. Say you're in the southeast Michigan area, you just don't really know much about them. You kind of heard of them. You know, know, Ithaca had the longest winning streak in that. But uh, that will be a game definitely to... uh, to DVR if you can't watch it and, and just soak it in and just if you if you love football um, it'll be a, it'll if, be a great match if you're interested in the historical sense of high yes. school football make sure you watch the last game of the, yeah. the 2017 season Saturday night Saturday night Muskegon Farmington Hills Harrison even if you're not a huge I wonder football if it'll fan. be delayed you know sometimes they're delayed because yeah, uh, they, they've got they, they Pistons all, or yeah, Red Wings all, I think they always I play think that the game Friday on game is I, I okay, yeah, because the, the Red Wings and Pistons are both playing Friday right. night. Uh, well, Red, P- Pistons are at yeah. 7, Red Wings are at 7.30. I don't think they play. Th- oh, no, no, Red Wings are at 7. I think they're both at 7. Uh, Pistons play at 8. Oh, they played 8. Yeah, they're in Oklahoma City. So it's, gonna be, it's either delayed or, or – because, yeah, because Fox Sports Detroit and Fox Sports Detroit Plus will have Pistons and Red Wings. Yeah. Right. So, I got it here from the MHSAA. Uh-oh. Division 6 game will be live on Fox Sports Good. Detroit Plus. Good. Four game will be shown at 11.30 p.m., same day, delayed basis. On so 11.30 for Friday. What about Saturday? There's no there's no. Saturday, uh, 1 and 7 will be shown on Fox Sports Detroit and Fox Sports Plus. Okay. 5 and 3 will be live on Fox Sports Detroit Plus. All right. There you go. So all games live on Saturday, and of course the Div- Division One game Saturday at one Clarkson West Bloomfield, uh, and uh, yeah, the, the Division Three game. Yeah, always, they always the, run into that. Right. And how many times ha- can we say over the last ten years that the Division Three game has been the best game? Uh, yeah. You know, closing out in style. Yeah. You know, it, it's Except been. Except for it's, that seven nothing game that put everybody. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I said most. <laughs> I didn't say all of them. <laughs> but Tom, you're right. I mean, those Tom was a big fan of that seven nothing. Went five overtimes. Yeah. Grand Rapids. 
Yeah, it's yeah, a great, great great way to end it. So we'll see if, if, if Harrington's Hawks can pull it out against Mighty Muskegon. Yep. Uh, it could be, be the last time we see a Harrison team on Ford Field. Yeah. Yes. It might even be likely that that's the case. Yes, could very well be. So, All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, the State Champs Preps podcast has been brought to you by Diversified Members Credit Union. Please visit them at dmcu.com. And also, Hungry Howie's Dough Razor, best fundraising for your school uh, team or uh, uh, program, whatever. Uh, go to doughraiser.com to get all the details and how you can uh, sell paper pizzas for big dough. All right, well, gentlemen, uh, we will do this one more time next week. I uh, do want to let you guys know we have a State Champ scoreboard show this Friday night. Uh, it will most likely run from 10.30 to midnight. Uh, Pistons or Red Wings are at 7, uh, and they usually – the way, yeah, the way things go. Yeah, yeah. So the way things go, uh, it w- will have us probably starting on time, maybe ten fifteen. It's possible we could go on a little bit early on uh, Friday night, uh, but uh, of course, um, you know, we'll have uh, all. We'll talk about everything that took place on Friday, and uh, we'll set up Saturday. And uh, also, I will tell for those who are listening now is we are going to reveal our final four in our Hungry Howie's Mister Football race live on the radio Friday night at eleven p.m. Our, our buddy Gabe is working on the video announcement yes. itself right now, so it will so, be on our social media. So we will do that, and uh, so those who watch the television show uh, and you wait for it there, that's fine. But uh, if you want a little insight, you want to know ahead of time, that's when we're going to do it. Right. So we'll have that, and then we're also going to have one more show a, f- a week from Friday, which will be our postseason show and uh, we can just talk about all kinds of things. Uh, of course, the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football will be announced at that time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe we'll get into a little hoops and talk about some of the things that yeah. uh, will be happening to set up for the winter. We talk my some favorite hockey season. Too. So, yeah. So, well, there you go. So we got a lot to, uh, to still get to over the next few weeks. And the Preps Podcast, so one thing you can know, they're never going away. We're going to do these each and every week, uh, depending on, uh, you know, if it's not holiday week or some along those lines. We're we'll, not coming in on Christmas? Yeah, exactly. We'll be here. We're going to do it. We're going to talk a, a variety of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do that. Uh, but um, so th- that's it will just be continuing and uh, including a basketball podcast, specific basketball only podcast that we will do all winter long in uh, conjunction with hey, the don't, NHSA. Don't discount Jeff's plate. He makes a heck of an eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret recipe. <laughs> all right. So, gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving, Day. fellas. Yep, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Stay uh, safe. Don't forget, don't, forget the, don't forget the thumbs. <laughs> exactly. Right. And uh, yeah, if you see any of us uh, blokes out at uh, uh, Ford Field this weekend, you be sure and say hi. And if you like the podcast or if you like the radio show or the TV show, uh, we always like uh, feedback from you guys. So uh, thank you so much. Again, happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you or we'll talk to you about Ford Field this weekend and uh, football finals weekend. So we're looking forward to it. Enjoy. <laughs>